0: talkline network radio america's longest running jewish broadcast network the voice of the jewish community
1: and now
0: you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since 1981 welcome back to the program i'm zev brenner and we're going to go to israel right now And uh, we're going to be looking at something which is a national pastime in the United States. I think it's finally have come to Israel. Jordy Alter joins us, president of the national Israel baseball team. He made Aliyah, lives in Beth Shemesh. He loves his passion as baseball, and he's done tremendous things to see the growth of baseball in Israel. Uh, He'll be in the United States shortly. So, Jordy, thank you for joining us uh, from Beth Shemesh, Israel. So you are the president of the National Israel Baseball Team. You have a passion for baseball. So is Israel finally getting to play ball?
1: Uh, that is correct. Uh, I'm, I'm the president of the Israel Baseball Association, and uh, we have the privilege of uh, going to the Olympics uh, starting uh, this July. Um, and, uh, it's really exciting opportunity
0: for us. No, it sounds great, and it sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Can you tell us, first of all, the growth of baseball in Israel? How, how prevalent is it? Are more, Israel, how many Israelis are into the sports? In America, of course, it's, it's like a, the national pastime. But in Israel, how far advanced is it? I thought politics was the main game in Israel.
1: Yeah. So baseball has existed in Israel for about 40 years now. Um, it's being played throughout the country from the north to the south. We have about a thousand, uh, players right at this point um from ages seven all the way up to adults we have five different uh levels of leagues here in the country and uh it's, it's it's definitely been a struggle to catch on with the local israelis uh, but certainly now with the attention that we're receiving the olympics so uh, we expect that to change uh tremendously in, in the near future so, um, we're, mm-hmm. we're currently actually building uh two two fields here in israel one in Bechemesh shemesh and one in anana um, and there's a, there's a lot of buzz now, obviously, because of the Olympics.
0: Now, Grant, how did you end up going to the Olympics? How are you able so to make it there? The
1: story is quite, yeah, so the story is quite incredible. Um, in 2012, we were invited to, to participate in the World Baseball Classic, uh, which is an event that Major League Baseball sponsors every four years. Um, and we uh, just missed out on, on uh, getting through the qualifiers. We were invited back again in 2017, and then we were able to win uh, the qualifier and made it to the actual tournament itself. Uh, In the tournament itself, out of 16 teams, we finished uh, sixth. We ended up uh, winning our division in Korea and proceeding to Japan. And the interesting thing about the World Baseball Classic is it allows um, players uh, to play who can obtain israel israeli citizenship um so even though those players did not necessarily have um, weren't had not made aliyah as long as they had any grandparents that were able to uh, that were jewish they were able to apply for citizenship they were allowed to play for us um so we put together quite a decent team of um jewish players from major league baseball uh, including a couple of israeli players as well and uh we performed really well Then um, right after the Olympics, our uh, uh, the general manager of the Olympic team, who at that point was the president of the Israel Baseball Association, decided, "Let's look into the Olympics. The Olympics is a completely different story. All the athletes have to be Israeli citizens." So he approached many of our players in the World Baseball Classic as well as other uh, Jewish players and asked if they would be willing to make Aliyah. And surprisingly, uh, almost uh, humanity. unanimously they agreed to make aliyah and that process has been going on for the past two years prior to corona and we brought on aliyah 28 players i believe or 29 players uh, um, total Um, and they all have israeli um, uh, passports and they're able to now uh, play on the olympic team so that's sort of the history of how we got together a team now we had to still uh, qualify for the olympics so two summers ago, we we were in the uh, we were in the European League of, uh, of of baseball, and we went to the B pool, uh, which we won, uh, beating Russia twice. Uh, then we performed in the A pool, where we had to face Czech Republic, in Germany, Italy, and we uh, we placed in the top four positions, which allowed us to go to the Olympic qualifier. And the rule was that the Olympic qualifier, that one team from Europe would, would make it to the Olympics. And uh, we actually won that tournament in Italy uh, two years ago, um, much to the surprise of everybody. And that's how we landed here, um, almost two years ago now, because of the delay now one year because of uh, uh, COVID.
0: Now, you, you mentioned about making Aliyah and being Jewish. I remember, and I think it was basketball, we had actually a candidate for public office just the other week who made it to Israel. One basketball player converted to Judaism, and the other one almost converted to Judaism. There must be similar stories in baseball, people who were interested in Judaism, maybe who weren't Jewish that came to Israel that are playing. Um, are there any such stories in the in the baseball realm? No. So, so the truth is,
1: not all our players are either um, either halachically Jewish or, you know, or their their father or grandfather is Jewish. Um, many of them had some knowledge of their Judaism, and there are others that did not. Actually, there are others that we had tracked down through uh, anecdotal stories. Some of them barely knew that they had any connection to Judaism at all. Um, the, the interesting thing is that um, as we've gotten to know many of these athletes, some of them now have been part of our, our system for four or five years. Um, their connection to Judaism has grown uh, immensely. And it's uh, quite fascinating to see these people that really grew up with uh, no Jewish kind whatsoever, and no connection, and just as a result of playing baseball, um, have uh, really found uh, a connection. and it's uh, sort of very, very heartwarming for us here that um you know that this has happened and they have become really uh you know incredible spokespeople uh, uh for baseball and for for Israel as well we were together with them in Arizona uh 2 months ago um during the last um war in Gaza and you know these are you know intelligent guys who who many of them are nearing the end of their career many of them are some of them are Ivy League uh, educated uh, fellows and they all started questioning um, what was going on in Israel, and the press, and the things that they, they see that normally they would lead one way, um, you know, due to the way the American press would, would present things. Um, they started questioning what what's going on, and basically didn't faith, you know, didn't it didn't uh, connect with what we were telling them, and uh, it brought through a lot of conversations, deep conversations into Judaism, and to Israel, into Israel's existence, into Israel protecting itself, and it was really, really been quite a fascinating. Uh, um, Uh, you know, exposure for these guys.
0: So what's the correlation between playing baseball and playing ball with the Jewish people where they got more involved in religion? How did it get them to be more observant?
1: I'm not saying it would get them more observant, but it's definitely gotten them more aware. Um, And, you know, so, you know, not from an observant standpoint, although we're together, um, you know, anytime we're together in a tournament or training, we're together over Shabbat, and we always have Shabbat dinner together, which many of them had never experienced before. Um, they all look forward to it now um, it 's part, uh, part of what they feel like is their is their growth um, in life and in Judaism
0: no, fantastic, so they got to play ball with the Jewish people in, in a more substantial way okay. Now, your passion sure. is you is 're bringing this whole sport and you said it 's been around for a while, and more and more Israelis are getting involved in the process. Uh, is, is there any particular star player that people may would recognize here in the States where that's an up-and-coming star that may make headlines beyond Israel?
1: Well, the, the, the exciting thing is we were able to get um, several um, players that had uh, played in the, in the major leagues, two of them in particular, um, Ian Kinsler and uh, Danny Valencia, who had uh, very long MLB careers, are playing for us, Ian Kinsler, uh, just retired in 2019, uh, had a 14-year career, <coughs> including um, four All-Star appearances and, uh, I believe, six gold gloves for second base. Um, very, very excellent Major League career. Danny Valencia, who had a nine-year Major League career, also uh, you know, excellent uh, MLB player, who also recently retired, uh, decided to join us as well. So you know, those are examples of two guys that definitely would have... Uh, um, you know, uh, appeals, appeal and, and
0: anybody who follows Major League Baseball would know those guys. Terrific. We're looking at baseball in Israel. Um and we're gonna how did you hook up with Makar? Makar does great work. They work with this with this, this people with disabilities here in the United States and they're sponsoring an event on july eleventh uh, here in New York in Brooklyn by Monides Park. How did you connect with with Makar?
1: So, McCarr had a uh, connection to, um, to the Brooklyn Cyclones. Interestingly enough, we had played in Cyclone Park in 2017. That was how we actually made it to the World Baseball Classic in that time. So, we had some experience there. And um, we hadn't been able to get in there for the. Uh, so, what we're doing, I'm sorry, just to backtrack a little bit, in preparation for the Olympics, <clears throat> excuse me, um, two, uh, we're actually flying for the on June 21st. But in preparation, we're getting the whole team together for a two-week training camp in the New York area. Um, so we're playing, we're, you know, we're doing some uh, a few days of training up in Rockland County, and then we're traveling around the East Coast to um, different venues to play different teams to get the team together in order to play together before the Olympics. So these players are spread throughout the U.S. now. Some of them are on minor league teams. Some of them are on other um, professional teams. Um, so this was an opportunity to get everybody together. So we were looking to uh, play in Brooklyn, and uh, McCart had a connection for us um, with the Brooklyn Cyclones, and uh, it was a perfect um, <clears throat> uh, up that we should have the opportunity to uh, raise money for McCarr as well as help uh, support Olympic baseball. And we think that that would be a great opportunity for people in the Brooklyn area and New York area to come support both uh, you know wonderful um a wonderful organization, Macor organization, and uh, Israeli baseball.
0: And I think it's a win-win situation because uh, people can help Macor and have a great time watching a basketball game against the fire department of New York. How did you end up playing, or having that game against the, the your team against the fire department of New York?
1: It's interesting. The um, the local fire department, the, the FDNY, and uh, the police department have these. Uh, very, very high-level teams that play in these leagues. Um, they're large organizations. We've actually played them before uh, when we came through uh, Brooklyn in 2017, as also part of our initial training. So we have a connection to them, and it so happens, you know, that it's, you know, it's right prior to the 20th uh, um, 20th anniversary, the 20th um, memorial of of, of uh, 9/11, actually, uh, two months before that, which is. Uh, sort of crazy um so it just seems like a, also a very good shit up for us to be able to get to play them um you know they're all very supportive of israel baseball and um so it should be a great event for the community and for uh, israel baseball
0: no it's I, I i'm so pleased that this event is taking place and, and like i said it's the you have a passion for baseball and a passion to help our fellow Jews and help Maccar do what they're doing with the with the disabled. So it's ser- certainly something that's a win win situation, which is the best kind of situation to be in. So um, now you're going to be in the United States, I believe, very soon.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually I do travel back and forth. But I will be back in the U.S. next week, and uh, we begin our training up in Rockland County. Um, we played Brooklyn on, like you said, on uh, on uh, July 11th at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, people that want to get tickets can go to the Brooklyn Cyclone site um, at milb.com uh, forward slash Brooklyn. Um, if they want to participate in uh, sponsorship, they can reach out to uh, Carol Suffian at c suffian s u f i. An at makor m a k o r d s dot org. Many sponsorship opportunities. growing out the first pitch. Um, bat boy, bat girl. Um, there are all different so- sorts of opportunities. Suites available for those that want. Um, it happens to be the beginning of the nine days. We expect to have a siem there. Um, there'll be kosher food there. There'll be also uh, merchandise available to purchase. Um, all you know for all different uh, ages, all different opportunities to participate, become part of uh, Team Israel's uh, march to hopefully Olympic gold, uh, which would be an incredible story, uh, I think, for the for Jewish people, for Israel as a whole, uh, for the for uh, Olympic, Olympic team. The last time the Israelis had the team in the Olympics was uh, in uh, 1976, um, so, this is a huge, huge, uh, huge, huge story here in Israel, and uh, we're all so very excited about it.
0: No, it sounds great. Now, you mentioned the seam. Does that mean there's going to be food there? Yes. There okay. Be, there food okay. There. okay. And obviously, it's going to be meat if you're having a seam, so, okay. Correct. So I just Correct. want to clarify that, that wasn't Correct. It wasn't in the promotion material that I saw, but that could be an extra element that we can get to watch a a, a wonderful ball game and also have uh see them and have meat during the nine days, so that's an added attraction. <laughs> I gotta I gotta Absolutely. tell Carol to include Absolutely. that in the publicity.
1: Absolutely. course coach hot
0: dog and watch baseball. Seven one the number if you want to call them is seven one eight five oh seven T I X X seven one eight five zero seven t i x x if you want to participate I was going to say in playing the game, but at least watching the game, but maybe get a chance to throw out the first pitch if you get to be a sponsor if you like to win a pair of tickets, by the way, send me an email zevbrenner at gmail.com zevbrenner at gmail.com put in put in baseball. Okay, that's going to be the catch word. And we're going to pick three lucky winners at zevbrenner at gmail.com. Zevbrenner at gmail.com. And put in baseball, put in makar, M A K O R. You can have your choice. And we are going to pick three winners to the game. Jordy Alter, the president of the National Israel Baseball Team. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for bringing not just baseball to Israel, now you bring Israeli baseball to America and also to the Olympics. So thank you for all your efforts.
1: Thank you, Zev. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And I hope uh, after we bring back a medal, I can get back on with you and discuss it with you and let you know about the experience.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, the bigger and better thing, Israel is a world leader in so many different areas, and now it's great to see that not just in high tech, but baseball is on the map as well. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing, amazing Israeli ingenuity, including baseball. Okay, Israel knows how to play ball. Talkline radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best.
1: To advertise on the TalkLine Network and TalkLine's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and
0: Instagram. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish
1: programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the thetalklinenetwork.com.